Well, hi, it's Dame Nicole Brandon, and welcome to Unlimited Life. Today, I am so excited for the episode because as we talk about what it's like to lead an unlimited life, to have no barriers, no borders, no boundaries, no walls, no lines, and how we're able to change everything to a gate and simply open that gate and be on the other side. And how do we launch into our life and into our visions and into our hopes and into our dreams? And today's guest really is one of the top experts in the world at being able to lead and live that unlimited life that we all know we desire and deserve to live. Today we were speaking with Aiden Chase. And Aiden is known as a Hollywood healer, and I absolutely love that. I remember that when I was in Europe, I saw a beautiful commercial, and I actually cried at the commercial. It was a beautiful montage of people's lives and people touching one another, loving one another, people, pets, the planet, nature. And at the very end, there was a mother putting a Band-Aid on a child's knee, and they said everybody in the world has the power to heal. But here at Johnson & Johnson, we make the boo-boo feel better. And it was the first time that I ever cried watching a commercial, but I remember thinking afterwards, what does healing actually mean? What does it mean to be a healer? And if we all have the power to heal, what does that look like? And if you were a master healer, what could you teach the world and the planet? And so Aiden Chase is known as Hollywood's healer. He is acclaimed throughout the world for his healing and his intuition. He is a third-generation healer, and I can't imagine what that's like, and so we're going to ask him today. His psychic gifts also include clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairessence. Clients come to him from around the world, so no matter where you are, if you were in Malta today, if you were in France, if you're in Yugoslavia, wherever you're listening to the show, he is able to help you. And people reach out to him seeking his intuition and his channeled energy. He answers psychically life's questions, he gives people business strategy, and his goal is really to help you clear the way to illuminate your path for you to fulfill all of your wishes and all of your dreams. He is what's considered a real 21st century Harry Potter. And I absolutely love that. When you meet him, you would know that's so true. And he is right here in the heart of the entertainment industry, bringing his healing and guidance to A-list celebrities as well as to people around the world. And so I've got so much that I want to ask him today, as I know that you do as well. And so it is my honor, my privilege, my great pride to bring to you today somebody that actually has the ability, the power, the talent, the gifts, the magic, and the know-how to help you lead an unlimited life. Aiden, welcome to the show. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. This is great, and what a beautiful introduction. Well, you're just amazing. I mean, and I love the fact that this is your journey in your life. And I think that that's my first question, because I always love to ask people that come on the show, when you were little, Five, six, seven. You know, did you know we had the Los Angeles fire chief on? And I asked him, did you know when you were a little boy you were going to be a fire fighter or, you know, gosh, to end up being the fire chief and have 135,000 employees? And he said, not at all. I wanted to be an architect, but I really wanted to ride the truck. 
Did you know when you were little that you had this talent and were you using it to help people even as a child? Well, I knew I absolutely had the talent. Well, I didn't necessarily understand the full scope of it, um, but I know that, you know, I believe we are spiritual beings who choose to come to Earth and incarnate here, and I believe we pick our parents before we're born, and we pick these two people to come through, whether they're with you in the lifetime or not, but we choose to come through that DNA pattern, that combination, and to experience love on this planet, and to experience through them, their DNA, their experiences, or the experience of who we grew up with, whether it's our town, our country, our neighborhood, our school, whatever those belief structures are, and we choose to come through to learn through that. So I believe I picked my parents before I was born, and I believe that I came from a dimension in which I did this work, and also I chose to incarnate on the planet at this time, where it's the most dramatic changes, the most amazing time to ever have incarnated on the planet is this time right now, where we have the ability to now become full co-creators. Now, way back when, all those years ago when I was a little kid, it was a different energy field. It was a little more dense, a little more serious, a little more scientific. And thankfully, in the 60s, we had the hippies come along and open the doors to more spirituality. And although we can look at it now as good or bad, right, it did open the door. It started the conversation. And now, in 2014, my work, Nicole, your work, this type of work is very mainstream and very acceptable. When I was four years old, I didn't understand whether it was acceptable or unacceptable or you know, cool or not cool to people. But what I did know is I was able to know things that other people didn't know. I would have adults always come to me with questions and somehow I would have the answer. And I didn't really know that there was something different in me. It was just, I would just somehow have the answer. And, and what, what's interesting about that is about you want to be normal as a little kid. You want to fit in as a little kid. And you also see adults' reactions to you having the knowledge or the information that we bring through a channel through. And can it make a little discomfort? It can make them uncomfortable. It can it make you feel um, that you shouldn't give the information because they're the adult. And so I had to work through that. And interestingly, when I got to about first grade, and going into regular standard school, I knew, hmm, I need to keep my mouth shut about this stuff. I'm not, even though I was a little wizard kid that, you know, had these abilities and skills and information, my intuition, my gut said for survival and well-being is to keep my mouth shut about it. And so I did that until about 25, about age 25, around that period of time. Um, but as a little kid, even teachers would come and ask questions in front of the whole class and say, Aiden, what do you think we should do? And it was always a little uncomfortable because I wanted to be like everybody else. But lo and behold, I would have the answer. And so it became a tool for adults to connect into me because they know I'd have the answer. I'd get to the heart of it, to the center of it, and it always seemed to resonate with them. And so I always felt good about the answer, and I always knew it came from a higher place of love and compassion and truth that moves people to their better life or a better situation in the moment. Um, but um, as doing it as my occupation, it wasn't until about 14 years ago that I began doing it as my occupation um, and really fully open and um, descriptive to everybody exactly who I am and what I do. That's amazing. So when you're saying that you held back, and I understand because certainly I was in the same boat that you were, and I could see 
and hear and know, and I would write stories as a child, little short stories, but I didn't know I was writing about people that actually lived in the past. I was just accessing stories from the universe, and so, you know, I scared a lot of people, but the same way, but my parents didn't have the background, so what does that mean that you're a third-generation healer, and do you have support at home for your gifts and talents? Thankfully, I picked well <laughs> as a spirit coming in. My mom's lineage, so my maternal line, um, are healers, and they're very, very intuitive. You know, pre-1900, really when there wasn't doctors in the same way there are doctors now, technologies, medicine, all those things, there's always someone in the village or the town that had that little extra bit of knowledge, that wisdom, that guidance that people would come to, whether it was the lady with the herbs or that somebody just had the answers. And that was really forgotten, really, from about 1915, 1920 on until really the late 70s. You know, it was opened by the hippies, as I said, wonderful thing. But really in this time frame, it's more open than ever. And so, you know, my grandmother and my mom, my mom chose not to do this as occupation. She didn't really think it was an opportunity to it, never even considered it, but she always used it in her work. She decided to be the 80s woman and have an advertising company and all these things and creating you know, all these amazing creative processes things in which she used her skills and abilities of intuition and psychic ability and healing within it but never did it as her occupation. Um, she used it for her occupation, but not as a way to heal people or transform situations. Now, my grandmother's same story, and to think of my grandmother's more the 50s, 60s, 40s, that era, and talking about spirituality other than religion was completely unacceptable and completely strange and unusual and very fringe and in silence and quiet. And so she had amazing abilities in which she could fix anything instantaneously. Like if the car broke down, she would look at it and she would figure out intuitively what to do. And she had these amazing MacGyver fixes like a stick of gum, a bobby pin, a little of this. And she would make things work and always blew everybody's mind. But they would never understand how she knew it. They would just mm -hmm. accept that she could do it. Somehow she was able to fix things, right? And But there was really an energy or a tuning in that she was able to be or able to do and be to bring through that information. So as a child, I was completely supported in who I was, my abilities, my lineage at all times. And But it was never encouraged to be an occupation because really, you know, in the early 80s, late 70s, that was just not a normal thing. And But it was always held that I had these abilities. It's training me boundaries with it, how to feel safe with it, how to protect myself with it, how to, you know, protect myself from negative energies that might come near because when you have a bright light, you can sometimes attract things. And, um, and I was always supported. One example of that is having imaginary friends as a little kid. Most of the time, imaginary friends are spirits or ghosts or interdimensional beings who little kids can see. And all little kids can see these things. They just start as they get older. From birth, they start to see them. And you ever see babies looking up at the, at the ceiling in their crib? They are seeing angels, guides, spirits, entities. And when we get to school, it starts to dissolve away and we start to forget it and we start to mainstream ourselves. And just like little kids, if you ask a five-year-old who they were in their past life, most likely they will tell you who they were with very specific details. But when we get to school, some reason, I don't know if it's by design or just by our culture, we start to forget those things and having access to them. 
another way you could look at it is if you are a little baby, you're closer to have been being from the other side, so it's not that far a distance of time. You remember more, and as the years go on, you start to forget it. And as we know, we came here to learn about love, but we also came here forgetting everything and all the wisdom we've gained about the universe from previous lifetimes and future lifetimes and just kind of the collective consciousness of all information and data. We tend to forget that when we come in. And then, you know, we know a little bit left over, but as we get to about first grade, it seems to be mostly disconnected and mostly forgotten. And so that beautiful gift of my mom and also my dad as well, very accepting because um, she had he had a you know, intuitive wife. So he was ready and prepared. Um, having that was such a beautiful blessing and gift that me and now in my work to know I have full acceptance. And sometimes people will say, you know, Aiden. What do you think about people who don't get it or they say, oh, this is fake or this is weird or this is witchy or whatever it might be? It never affects me because I know I have a deep acceptance within it from my family and also a deep acceptance always within myself. There were times when I didn't talk about it, but there's always a deep acceptance about about it, about my abilities, skills, and being able to tune in. Um, it's just it's remembering who you really are. It's beautiful. And as you yeah. talk about the childhood, I remember reading on your bio that it says Aiden is a real 21st century Harry Potter, which I love. And what was it like for you to see the movie or to read the book and to learn about a boy that has powers like this? Exactly. Well, here's the thing. It's wonderful that in our collective consciousness through J.K. Rowling, whether it came from her soul or she channeled it through from a higher dimension that we are preparing our planet for more understanding about energy. Now, the difference of me and Harry Potter is Harry Potter does spells or ritual or intention. You know, quantum physics states where intention goes, energy flows. So, you know, whatever we set our intention on, we set energy in motion for that intention. So whether it's me doing healing work with my hands or bringing an energy field of, let's say, um, Archangel Raphael, a green healing light for somebody, I'm setting that intention and bringing that through. Now, Harry Potter and Hermione and the gang are all doing the same thing. They're doing it with their wand using tree energy, the spirit of tree energy. And they're directing their intentions through, you know, spells. That's something I don't do. I don't connect to spells anyway because I don't need to. Um, it's just not necessary for me. But it's another way of connecting in, just like Reiki might be, just like, you know, hypnosis might be. It's another way of connecting in to that information and moving it forward. And energy is a thought pattern in motion. And so it's really no difference. It's just a different format or different style or technique. Mm, that's absolutely brilliant. And then yeah. when I look at your list of talents and gifts, and it, it, it's extraordinary because you actually carry all. You know, some people can hear and some people can see and some people can feel and and you know, we each have individual threads in which we express our light or our love or our magi, our gifts, whether that's in how we teach or share or care for people or music or math or whatever that is. But to have the ability to see and hear and feel is absolutely extraordinary. So when you're working with a client or with a business, does one naturally jump out at you, or is it whatever needs 
to come forward to help that person in that moment in time. You've got it exactly right. It's what needs to happen and also what that person needs to happen. And um, what's really interesting about it, I believe everybody has the ability to do what I do. Now, is my DNA maybe a little amplified or mutated in some way that I can tune in or be it a little more than the average person? Maybe. We really don't know. But it's just like some people can just born to play the piano and they just sit down and they don't need the notes. It just happens. And they can hear it or it just flows through them in some way. Or someone can play basketball just better than somebody else. It's just natural abilities that has to do with not only your soul energy but also your DNA energy combining. And so I believe that everybody can do exactly what I do. It's about building the muscle. And what what I always say is there's a difference between psychic and intuition. Intuition for me is always about the now. It's that gut feeling. It's about how do we move in this now moment. Where psychic for me is about how do we look into the past and how do we reach out to the future to receive information. And so I believe, again, everybody could do it. It's about getting quiet. It's about really building that muscle of practicing in the sense of trusting that gut feeling logging when it works, logging when you're doubting it and seeing how things don't work out because you're not listening to that little gut feeling. And it's about building that ability. Now, that being said, is I do it all day long, and I do it you know, at least five days a week. And so that muscle's really strong. I can heavy lift with it. And so the average person could do it as well, but it's about building that. And I always like to say, it's like there's really no difference in me. You can work and connect and do the same thing. And that's a big part of my work is about helping people uh, that they can do it for themselves. I don't believe in gurus and teachers. I believe it's about accessing it within yourself and finding the ways that's your way of accessing it. Just like if you're a healer or a Harry Potter, it really doesn't matter. It's just how do you figure out how to access that. Now, with that, with when someone comes to me, it's about being in the moment. And, you know, I might have one of their spirit guides speak with me, so they might come through an audio. As my grandmother says, a little birdie told me. That's how she used to explain it. And um, so they may come in audio way. It's really about spirit from the other side figuring out how to communicate with me. And I might communicate with someone's grandfather differently than I would with a spirit guide or with an angel. And every, you know, being out there has a different way to figure out how to communicate and personality and style, and as well as I have to tune into their style. So we kind of find ways to work with each other, and we say, oh, the hearing's working out working as well with that. Let's show me a picture of it. And so they'll show me a picture or like a movie of it. Another way that I work is in my clairsentient abilities, I'm sorry, clairaudio, clairvoyant abilities, is being able to see a movie version of your life. So that's the way I get my most information. And it's usually from the collective consciousness or the oneness. It's kind of like cloud computing. You know, they talk about cloud computing now. We plug into the cloud, whatever that is, and that's where all the data and information is. And again, I would say, you know, spirit life always reflects into real life, and somebody came up with calling computer clouds the cloud, and that's how I see it. I see all the information of the universe is in this cloud, and we just need to find ways to bring it through. And so my clairvoyant ability is, is the most easy way for me to receive information is guides or collective consciousness will show me clips of your movie, like a movie trailer. You know, I'm here in Hollywood and I see all these movie people. I always think it's funny that I show, I'm shown movie trailers. <laughs> and then I describe those movie trailers to people. 
So, for example, it could be, okay, Nicole, I'm seeing you in Glendale, and you're standing in front of Macy's, and there's a silver car coming, and out coming the car is going to be the person that changes your life forever. So when that silver car comes, really look out for them and make sure you go talk to them. And so I'm shown that like a movie, and I watch it like a movie, and it's very cinematic, and it's very, you know, it has like a glamorous, good light quality to it, and the camera moves and sweeps around when I need more details, like what's the license plate, what's the face look like, what's the car brand, what's the model, what's the street address, what's the name, and it kind of swoops around and starts giving me the information based on what I'm um, feeling what needs to come through to describe. That's amazing. So if somebody sets an appointment with you and they want to speak to you, do you automatically in that moment start to see their life or like the night before, do you set intention and, and go into a meditation or is it the moment that you're talking to them, all of a sudden this channel is opened and this information floods through? Well, it can be all of the above, but thankfully my great mother showed me boundaries that a lot of my psychic friends, especially that are a little older, they'll have some boundary issues with it, meaning that they're on 24-7, they can't sleep, they get stressed out by it, they have you know, spirit bugging them. And I have really good boundaries set from a little kid that says, no, when I'm on, I can be on. Or when I need protection, you can bring it. But if it is for somebody else, I have the boundary of, no, this is my time, my space. That's their time, that space. So when somebody calls me for an appointment, we have an appointment, we've made kind of a contract agreement. And so that, they, you know, all those spirit guides and angels and pass on relatives and information, so a little chomping at the bit to come through. But what I do is I keep a good boundary. Sometimes I'll, when I wake up in the morning, I'll start getting information for, that, for those people for that day. And that's great. That's cool. A lot of times in the shower, we're all more psychic in the shower. I'll get lots of information. I'll jot it down. But really the core of it is when someone shows up or I'm doing Skype or phone is when we start, it just starts to flow. And that's because of my boundaries with it. Otherwise, it would be 24-7 and it would be very exhausting and stressful. And so I like to have a nice, peaceful place pleasant, easy life, and so I have really good boundaries with it. And that's something very few people I've ever met has had boundaries with energy and knowing when it can come and when it can't come. Um, some people put a hat on to stop it. Some people have all sorts of techniques to do it. Mine's just natural, and, I give, and I, I'm grateful that my mom and my grandmother and on and on were able to give me that gift of that boundary. Now, when you meet people... Because we were having this conversation at the top of the show, you know, you were saying that when somebody comes into your presence, in that moment, the same way that people can read auras, can you tell about that person or who they are or if they're meant to be in your life? Do you have a... Um, yes, interestingly. You know, we all, we could call it judgment, we could call it whatever we want, but when we meet someone, we feel it, and we feel something. You know, it could have been, you know, like, oh, people go, I don't like their shoes, or I don't relate to their outfit, or I don't relate to some aspect of that personality they're portraying. So it could be someone who's really sloppy, or someone who's really polished up, or someone who's dirty, or someone who's clean, or someone who smiles, or someone who doesn't smile. And so we start forming those judgments. But really what they are, they, we're reading their energy more than we're judging them. I think that we can characterize it as judgment in some way. But really we're sensing their energy. We're 
feeling them out. We're feeling it out for compatibility. We're also feeling it out for, ooh, warning, danger, concern. Are there issues going to spill over to me that are unacceptable? Or is this someone I can help? Or is this someone, sometimes people, is this someone I can rescue? And vice versa. Not that rescue is good, because I think we all just need to heal ourselves. But that's what we do in every moment, is we're sensing, very animal-like. You know, animals will sniff each other and will feel it out. They don't know their personality characteristics if they're a nice dog or a mean dog. They're feeling it out. And I think we're all doing that, sniffing people out energetically. That's so amazing. I mean, I yeah. love information. It's so beautiful to me. And when people are coming to you, are they saying, I want to connect with my Uncle Fred who crossed over the other side or my son, you know, died in Afghanistan and I want to connect with him? Or is somebody coming to you to say, Aiden, I'm stuck. Or I don't know why my life isn't working. Or I don't know why I not making any money or I don't know why, you know, my husband or wife left me or what's happening or why I'm never living my dreams or stuck in this job. And so do people come to you because they hit the wall or do people come to you because they want to pierce the veil to the other side? A little of everything interestingly, but my work has shifted a little bit and I tend to receive people that show up who are leaders and want to make a difference in the world in some way. And so they're compelled to be it or compelled or they already are it in some way. And so I help them clear any limitations energetically thought patterns, belief structures that might be limiting their full expression of that. And really, everybody's a leader of their own life. So, But some other people are leaders in changing the world in some way. So I get a little of everything, but I don't get victims. They just don't show up. I get people who are ready to step into their full leadership, even if it's in their own family, and really about figuring out how we can make life better, more smooth, more prosperous, more joyful. And that's really what my work's about. It's about finding that roadmap, that guidance to the chess game of which is the next move that will be the most holistic, the most happy, the most joyful. That's a win-win on all fronts. How can it bring us joy and happiness and prosperity and peace and relaxation and all those things and really helping people to be the full expression of their wishes and dreams so they can move forward more easily without a bunch of roadblocks or issues or people in the way that tell them otherwise. So it's about building people's energy, mind, body, and spirit, so it's all functioning together as one, so they can move forward to either fulfill their destiny or just be the expression of their wishes and dreams in this lifetime. That's beautiful. I love that, to fulfill their expression or to be the fulfillment (laughs) Yeah. Of their hopes, wishes, and dreams. I mean, that's really what the unlimited life is about. Right. And it's not like we're living in 1700 or 1500 where there's a density on the planet where there was, you know, oppression and slavery and, you know, women had no power and there was maybe a king and there was all these differences where people could not be the expression. They were surviving. And we've all had lifetimes in which we've done this on this planet, but this time is different. If we're alive right now, that means we came here for this transformation of this planet to a higher state of consciousness. You know, the planet is raising its vibration or frequency, and we're having to run to catch up with that. And we're seeing all those changes in the world, both good and not so good. The not so good things are, they're coming up for clearing. They're coming up to be shifted. They're coming up to wake people up to the really their full potential and their full expression this lifetime. And I really say all the time, 
literally all the time, that once we crossed into 2013, it seems that we become more co-creators, I want to say complete co-creators of our futures. used to be if you came to me 10 years ago, I would say, okay, Nicole, you're moving to Texas. You're going to live in an eight-bedroom house. You're going to have four dogs. And that's really what it would have been. But now it's about uh, probable reality potentials. That is one option, that Texas adventure. But then there's this other one and this other one and one in Hawaii and one in Ireland or wherever it might be. But then there's the one of your complete co-creation or any combination of all of it or the adjustment of that Texas one. Like, I don't want an eight-bedroom house. I'd rather have a two-bedroom house. And that wouldn't have been 10 years ago. The energy has so enlightened or become more airy, less dense, shall we say. You know, there's interesting about transcendental meditation. I met one of the, the high people that was involved in that. And they said, Aiden... In 1970, it used to take 45 minutes to get into the deepest state of meditation. And now when I do it, it takes one breath. And she said she knows it has nothing to do with her skills and abilities. There's a difference. And she can also see that in other people who she trains that they can get it like in moments. It's because the planet is less dense. It's less heavy. It's less oppressive in the energy. When there's density, it's hard to move and flow energy. And so when we look today, there's less dense. Sometimes people call it the thinning of the veil between Earth and the other side, higher dimensions. And so there's all this evidence and proof of that. The, the meditators, one of those that one breath can get them there is one version. Um, the shift in the planet of, you know, women in the 60s being able to be more who they are and who they want to be. And, you know, go back to, you know, the civil rights movement and the suffragist movement and all those things shifting it up, preparing us for this time for us to be the full expression and the full co-creators of our wishes and dreams as we go along. This is just fascinating. Now, I know you also work with businesses that yes, you're lots of businesses. down as an intuitive, you know, business advisor and strategist. And you help people successfully solve their problems and give them guidance for executives and corporations and people that are interested in starting business, the young entrepreneur. And so what does that look like for the business side? It is so fun for me. You know, what? I have several billionaire clients, and what they tell me is what what I kind of tell to people. They all say it's about believing in your goal and path and knowing that energy is a really important factor. If you ask any super, super successful person, they're going to know, they're going to tell you that it's more than just education, more than working hard. That's all important. It's more than, you know, showing up, doing the work. It's way more than that. It's more than luck. There's an energy flow that needs to be there for people to reach their ultimate heights or their ultimate ultimate goals. Like a Richard Branson fully understands that energy is a part of it. And it's about showing up at the right time when it feels right. And he really trusts his gut and his intuition and knowing, hmm, this doesn't feel right, let's back it off and we'll come back to it when it feels right. That's what makes the most successful people on the planet, as we judge as successful when it comes to money, because that's a measuring stick, shall we say, for success. But there's all sorts of other successful you know, forms of prosperity, of thank yous and well-beings and awards and all sorts of other things. But the great thing about money is it's a great you know, 20th century, 21st century tool to measure things and to know where we are and where we're going. Sometimes energy can be very esoteric, so it's hard to make judgments of 
success when it's thank yous or you feel good about it, although that's wonderful and we all want that. The money is a really fascinating way to be able to measure that. And so the most successful people on the planet that I talk to um, all say the same thing, and I get to filter that energy and that wisdom down to you know the average person and help them uh, get to that next level. That being said, people who are super successful in corporations like CEOs or some sort of world leaders or even world spiritual leaders, they understand that they can't do it all themselves. That in that the psychic themselves, like me, I can't necessarily get amazing information for myself. I get some, but I don't get the bigger scheme picture. I don't know why that is. It just seems to be the very typical thing for people who, I, who, do, who do what I do. They can't necessarily see everything as clearly for themselves. Well, powerful people understand that. They love to get the guidance. You know, if you think about the Ronald Reagan White House with Nancy Reagan, they didn't make one move without talking to the astrologer about what day it should happen. They knew that there's more than just making the good choice. It's about finding the flow of energy for that choice, about timing, about intention, even adjusting the intention or adjusting the picture of what they really want. And that's what my work is, is how can we see that picture? How can we figure it out? How can we fine-tune it? And then how can we shift the energy or add energy to the flow of their situation, their knowledge, their intelligence, their their office, their employees, all those kinds of things, to make it more successful and to make it more fun and to make it feel better and to feel at peace with it and to have a lot of fun with it. And so that's really what my work is with business. And shall I tell you a really great story? I have a client, an international client, we'll call him, and he came originally uh, wanting a celebrity psychic. And he came and he said, he found he had like this concierge service, and the concierge service found me. I don't know how they found me. They never answered how they found me, but they found me. And so he came for the Hollywood part. I want to see us, you know, someone who sees celebrities. And so he came, and then we had a most powerful session, and he was really affected by it. And he said, oh, it's more than just the celebrity part. I didn't realize that's what I was going to. And so we had a very, very powerful session. And so he called me about probably five months later. We talked several times in between, but he called me seven months later via Skype. And he said, Aiden, I need to have you help me be okay with something. I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, tell me what it is. And he goes, well, I'm part of this big company. I have $800 million invested in this company, and I am about to lose it all because there's a shift in the company. There's a takeover, and I just need to be okay with losing this $800 million. And I sat there for a few minutes, and I breathed, and I said, but I don't feel like you're supposed to lose that $800 million. You're not supposed to give it up. You're not supposed to fight for it either. And he goes, but there's just no way. There's just no way. It's over. I said, it's not over. I said, if you were open to the idea, let's talk again. Let's let this sit. Let's let the energy boost. And let's maybe I can come through, because it felt so powerful to me that he was supposed to receive this money, uh, a roadmap, a chess game to get that information to receive that money back or his fair share, Right. And based on all his hard work, and he'd really done his emotional work and his energy work, got all his lessons. You know, if he had you know, done it in ill, negative ways or he had a lot of lessons to learn, maybe he would have lost the money. But he'd done all the energy work, all the psychological work, all the soul work. And so it just felt to me, per his spirit guides, that he's supposed to receive that money. So I tuned in. I brought through a whole roadmap 
of uh, progression. Talk to this person. Don't talk to this person. Avoid that person. Put, let them know this information. Ask for this. All ethical, honest, from the highest love, from the highest self-respect for himself, all from the highest energy. So he put this plan together. It was a three-month plan. He put it into action, and he went on and did it. And he followed it to the T, which was such an honor for me to see that because he was this huge CEO. He knew it felt right, and he trusted it. And so he put it into, into process. So right on the third month, and I felt like it would take a few months. On the third month, he called me and said, Aiden, I want to let you know everything is working, and I'm blown away that it's working. And I want to let you know that I'm going to receive a wire transfer of $700 million. It worked. I understand I lost $100 million because that's part of my lesson and my journey. And there's more learning to do. But I also trust that based on what you said, I got my lessons. I went in the most ethical way, even with sharks, bad guys, people who were thieves and you know not so good people on the other side. He was able to hold his frequency, hold his consciousness, hold his self-love and do the right thing, put the plan into action, and under the best circumstances, from the highest state of enlightenment possible for him at that period of time, receive the proof of who he was in this learning by receiving that $700 million. What an incredible story. It, it just makes you breathe and swell. And on such a high scale and such a high level, it's such a fabulous story because if he could be at peace and he could learn and be able to receive that seven and for you to be able to say it's not all lost. And I think that's interesting when you said you're not losing because I remember somebody told me once that there are only winners and learners. And so I don't really believe that there are losers. Right, I think that right. we are winners and learners. And so this story is such a great example of the learner and the winner. Yeah. And there's no failure, just another lesson, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just and that incredible. same story, that same scenario is for you know, the basic average person in the world that isn't so basic. They have the same energy as that billionaire person. It's just a different format of their life. It's, a less, it's actually a less stressful life. And it's not one's not better or one's not less. It's just a different experience. But you know, anybody can follow their soul's directive from the highest state of consciousness possible and accomplish the same thing, or achieve that seven hundred million, or achieve that you know body transformation out of illness, or achieve those things. It's so possible. We're just so programmed in a lot of our societies across the planet, especially Western societies, that that's not possible. Or somehow brainwashed in third world societies that there's no possible ability because you have no witness to it. You have no experience of seeing it. And when we are blessed to have the opportunity here in America to be able to see that and be able to share that, that's what's so amazing. I call the um, entertainment industry or Los Angeles the heart chakra or throat chakra of the planet in the sense that what is felt here or tuned in here and expressed through the throat chakra, through movies, television, books, you know, music, all of that, spreads across the planet. And it shares that information with others, both good and not good. There's a lot of negative things going out there. But it allows people to choose what they prefer and what they don't prefer, both energetically, both ethically, both from you know, their, what they're trained as a child to believe or religiously, whatever it might be. And so it's about really able to see those things and be exposed 
to different perspectives and different senses of energy at all different levels, that's how we really become our best selves. That's what's so wonderful about travel, about seeing things. That's so wonderful about even if you live in Africa in the savannah somewhere, being able to see somebody else from a different experience helps you really be your best self. And even someone from a you know less experience in some way or more impoverished or more tragic experience helps them. You know, the good teaches us um, what's what we believe and the negative helps us think about and, and really fortify in ourselves what we don't believe and what's not okay with us. And it's really important that we see both those sides and all the sides to move forward. Now, when you were saying that he believed you, when you said he had learned his lessons, yes, and when you're sharing that we all have intuition and the power to heal, and it's something that you know we don't need the psychic, but something that we can practice within ourselves or hone within ourselves, then are we yes. also honing that trust in ourselves? Well, it's trusting your soul. You know, and when I say that he believed it, he felt at peace with it. It made sense. It resonated. All those words where it felt like, yes, put it into action. There was no blockage, no data indicating to not do it. And a lot of people in the world will have um, this data um, from the past that has nothing to do with the current situation. They might bring those old belief structures, old, you know, um, information that occurred from a negative experience and they'll bring it into the new experience thinking it has to be part of it and it really doesn't and it's about being clean and clear as much as possible during a current situation that you're acting by who you are now and not by the previous negative situations dramas traumas or beliefs of the past that may be obsolete um, that may color or um, kind of mess up the, the current situation and choices. And so it's about feeling at peace in the moment that you have the right information, the right guidance, and the right information from yourself. You know, I would say there's a difference between the soul and the personality. You know, we came as a spiritual being who chose to come to earth to learn about love. You know, we are these vast spiritual beings with no bodies that know everything about the universe. And that's the most amazing thing from what I understand about earth is we spiritual beings choose to come through into this density that isn't on the other side and learn a physical expression about love and an emotional expression about love that really isn't on the other side in this way. And so we're the soul that has all this wisdom that we get, we're, we're implanted energetically into that womb and into that baby fetus and then we're born and we forget 99% of it. And we start developing a personality based on the scenarios. It could be our parents' beliefs. It could be our neighborhood, our country, all those things I mentioned before. And we start developing a personality based on those beliefs. Then we start expanding that personality based on good and negative experiences that we experience. And then hopefully by about 18-ish, that's the American perspective on it, we start making our own choices of what we believe about love. And hopefully we're tuning more to our soul's expression about love than that personality expression that picks up some negative habits, negative points, negative belief structures that may be incompatible with who we really are. And hopefully we start witnessing other people's experiences, like other kids' parents and their experience or what we see on TV and movies, where we can start forming our own perspective about love 
to move forward in our life. And sometimes people get that at four years old. Like Oprah Winfrey tells the story how she got that at four years old. There's a great story she tells that when she was four and living in Mississippi and with her grandmother in very impoverished conditions, and her grandmother was hanging up clothes on the clothesline, and she turned to Oprah at four years old and said, Oprah, you're going to have to be doing this the rest of your life. You need to come over here and learn it. And Oprah, in her heart, silently knew to stay quiet, said, no, grandmother, that isn't what my future looks like. But she was also smart to not say it, but also it was branding there, embedding in her that truth about herself that they could expand until she was able to really be who she really wanted to be. So the same thing goes with um, really everybody and anything. It's the difference between the soul and the personality. When we do healing work or intuitive work, We're really getting the soul's expression, our spirit, and what it has to offer and share more than the dysfunctional parts of the personality or belief structures we picked up along the way that may be getting in the way of that flow that may not be optimal. You know, there's wonderful things we learn, but a lot of people pick up a lot of bad habits, basically, of belief or self-doubt or you can't or that's not possible or someone like you can't or your color or your religion or your belief or where you live. It's just not a truth on the planet. It's just a barrier of learning for us to move through to really be our full self self and soul expression. Aiden, this information is just amazing. I so appreciate you. Oh, I'm so happy to share. It's super fun for me. (laughs) I believe I have somebody here that wants to talk to you. So hang on one second. Wonderful. Hi, Kim. Welcome to Unlimited Life. Hi, thank you. My first time tuning into your show. It sounds very interesting. Oh, it was wonderful to have you here. Did you have a question for Aiden? Um, well, I, I just start, start, just tuned in, but um, I'm going through a lot of challenges in life, and I, I don't understand why all these things are happening to me. Well, we need to look at them as a gift. When we get series of things at once occurring, negative things or annoying or frustrating or limiting, whatever they might be, we go, hmm, these are all coming at once to give me a story or a picture to move through. So first of all, the way to transform out of it is to really look at them all as a gift. Everything from the huge worst thing to the crazy car accident to the little stub toe is all a gift for us to stop, breathe, and look at the messages within them of where we need to transform within ourselves or what we need to let go of. And also setting a more directive course, really specifically, of where you'd like to go in the future. A lot of times when things come up at once, a lot of things, it's about forcing us into the new, kind of shoving us into the new place. And if we get paralyzed by them, and naturally, we all get paralyzed by some things and stressed out and panicked. But if we get too paralyzed, we don't move forward. And we need to look at what is the gift within it? What is the message to move me forward? Is it closing one door to open another? Do I need to get rid of some fear of something that won't allow me through that door? I would say if we don't take care of business, the universe will. And it will create scenarios for us to wake up and make shifts and really rise in our enlightenment and our consciousness. That's why we're all here, to learn about how to give and receive love. And receive love is also how to be our very best selves and how we can have others assist us and how we can receive information for us to be our best selves. And it's about really looking at these negative experiences as always this amazing gift, as gross and horrible as they may seem in the moment. We go, hmm, what do I need to learn from this? 
And how I, is this I, specific I, I, scenario? That's exactly how I live. Um, I Great. I am like that. And anybody else would say, oh, you're so positive. I think Great. the challenge where I'm sitting is it's like I'm just, I, I, I don't know, I just come to this place and it's like, I just don't know anymore what to do or how to be with, you know, I, I do the daily things and am with it, but I, I don't know, I'm getting really tired. Right. And it's accepting it. And it's accepting yeah. that we are always exactly where we're supposed to be at all times, as annoying as that may be. And I do that with myself. It's like, oh, I'd really like to be over here a little farther along with this. And you want to push it, but I go, oh, I can't push any harder because if you push too hard, then it starts making it go sideways and we start blocking the flow of energy. Um, so it's about accepting really where you are is the bottom line of the state you're in and really accepting that it's okay that I'm right here. Take all the self-judgment out. Take all the judgment of society or others out. Be in that place. And usually, and it's not about hitting bottom. It's just about being in that place of acceptance that where I am is where I need to be on my journey. And then the new ideas come. Then the roadmaps come. Then the people start showing up, which get you out of the hole, which align you to where you really want to go. And I frankly think that's where you are right now. It's about really accepting who you are, where you've been, where you are now, and where you want to go, and just being okay with the right now. And, you know, we're really moving into much more of a heart-centered place, as many of us all know, that it's not about really reaching out to the future. It's a great way to set intentions for the future so we can aim in a direction, but also kind of letting go and allowing it to be organic. And as things come along, we make choices that feel right, that feel peaceful, that we have some data about um, that are positive data, and we move forward. For you right now, it's about really accepting the now and knowing that you're going to have these amazing things start to open up, but you're in a hurdle point of acceptance. And knowing that by about holiday time, about Christmas time, that weather, um, it really feels like where things are really going to pick up for you and the negative things start to dissolve away and the better things you want being amplified. So I say hold on to the fall and really rest and relax and be open to the new ideas, but really get the acceptance of where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. And through that acceptance, the doors are really going to start to fly open. Well, I'm finding it really challenging to be with us because I am a positive person, but it's very... Um... Well, your behaviors are positive, but yeah. your interior is not operating from the same level of positive behaviors. So well, it's I about... Think that I, I, that I think that, yeah, you're right, because there's like doubt there. I think, well, am I doing the right things? And I have no one to discuss it with. So it's right. like all right. on the inside... Exactly. And that's why sometimes we need to reach out to others that can help us connect into that. And I think to your calling today is a wonderful example and a wonderful self-loving tool um, and to move forward and to let go of those negative things and finding a way for them to dissolve away. Yeah, it's been it's not been for sissies, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know they say so they say God only gives you what you can handle, so you can totally handle it. And well, it does, doesn't mean it's super fun. <laughs> as I've gone through a lot in life, and it's like, oh my gosh, like what is this going to, you know, change into something more peaceful? It's like, oh. Well, well, I, I know that it's you going got the to. Answer today. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I love believing. that you gave her an answer today. Yes, that you're saying Thank you so much for your question. The holiday season and 
you know, what a wonderful time at Thanksgiving to be thankful for the shift, right. the growth, the change, Christmas, to exactly. be thankful for the new gifts that are being bestowed in your life. And I love, you know, that you're talking about fall. Is it time? I love the sprinting position. So, Jane, mm. stay sprinted, stay ready for the race, and, you know, Aiden's amazing. So just trust that these incredible things are coming your way. And call us back. Because I can't wait to hear what's <laughs> happening in your life. It would be so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, and lots of Thank love to you. Thank you so much for the call. I love that. I love the idea of being in a sprinting position. It's so That's amazing. Great. And then for Jane and for other people that are calling, I just wanted to share, because you actually have some incredible products as well. You yeah. have these alchemy bracelets and even this and, and even baths, which I love that can help us center into the energy and be open yes. to available energy. And so you, could you talk about that for a minute? Because yes, I am so excited about these that products. It's a great tool for somebody like Jane as well. I've been working on them for several years. I've had my aromatherapy energy mist for several years, probably about five or six years now, because they really help you tune into the energy. You know, they say aromatherapy mist, but there's actually energy in them. I actually meditate on them. I also use kind of ancient techniques, whether it's Egyptian or from Ireland, about mixing of herbs and mixing water, and they also have semi-precious stone energy. And I have four different ones. One is for love. It's about, you know, tuning in to your own love and being able to attract love because you tune into your own love, and that's like a roses and rose quartz. And I have ones for boosting your intuition to attract wealth and clean and also one that brings joy. But what I'm so excited about right now is my new product line that I'm developing for home shopping and QVC. It's about spreading out to the masses in the mainstream where they can feel energy. No pushing. It's just about trying it and feeling it. And then maybe if they, you know, they say enlightenment's not taught. It's caught like a virus. So when we're exposed to little things, it can kind of spark something within us. So that's why I created this line of jewelry, which I've named Wizardly by Aiden Chase. And Wizardly, by definition, means astonishingly remarkable. And it's about that own inner wizard of our own transformation within us. And so I have a wonderful line of products and more coming soon. And what I have on my wizardly.com website, it's my new e-commerce site, which I'm curating the best well-being products from around the world, products and services that help lift your spirit, helps take you to the next level and then bring inspiration and calm and peace. And so the jewelry line, I have seven different bracelets right now from Tiger Eye to Onyx for protection and sapphires for bringing the sovereignty in you and attracting sovereignty energy and wealth to you and ones for love. And so I have a wonderful display of them on that website. And it's about, I always call it like a little mini appointment with me. It helps us to remember our energy and remember where we're going. And I would say whatever you're attracted to, which bracelet is means something you're working on. So if you're working on your creativity and for some reason you're attracted to the tiger eye, that tiger eye can help you. Because since the beginning of time or people, semi-precious stones and precious stones have been used for transformation, for healing. You know, different stones. The one in Japan, maybe an onyx was used also in Egypt for the same purpose of protection. And so I use those ancient perspectives in the stones and the bracelets. Also, I channel in healing energy, well-being, prosperity, angelic blessings into them. And as well as they have a beautiful 14-karat gold-filled um, star bead on it, and it has a great sparkle to it. So when we stand in the sun or certain light, it really sparkles. And for me, healing is about love that's alive. 
No, if you ever talk to a mom, they know that they will love the problem away. Or if you're a little kid and you're feeling sick and your mom might, might wipe your brow or your caregiver might wipe your brow and you start feeling better. Well, that person is sending their heart energy, their love energy, down from their heart, through their arm, into their hand, and into you. And that's a version of healing. And that's intention. When quantum physics says where intention goes, energy flows. So I believe love is healing. And love is alive. It's that spark that makes our heart beat, that spark that makes the baby conceive that really is what we're all about that's the energy that keeps us moving well that same energy can bring healing and so i see it as a sparkling golden white light and so i wanted to have that sparkling gold bead on there to remind us that love heals all conquers all solves all protects all and helps us to move forward and so that's together the theory and the genesis of that product line and i'm so excited about it my new wizardly site that i'm just have a few products now just debuted a soft way about three weeks ago, and we're continuing to add a bunch of products. That's about trusted curation. Right now in the Internet world, the, the topic is called trusted curation, where someone that you know that you trust that has experience in that field or those product lines are able to bring them to you so you don't have to do all the research and all the heavy lifting. So the site's all about that we've done all the research. We felt it out. We use our intuition, our, our psychic abilities, and our gut feeling and try them ourselves to know that they actually work and they actually help you be your best self. And so that's the goal of our new wizardly.com and the wizardly jewelry line. And some fragrances come as well. I love that. So there you go, Jane. While you are in sprinting position, <laughs> while you're waiting <laughs> for the holidays, a way to really be able to stay centered and free and not have so much angst would be so exactly. lovely. Okay. It's a good reminder tool, you know, a bracelet, a spray. The whole point is it's to remind us, you know, and we have that sense memory, we smell the fragrance, or we have that tactile feel, the bracelet, or we see the sparkles. It just keep, helps keep us on track. I wear mine every day. I wear a different one based on how I'm feeling. It's like, oh, today I did, the, I'm wearing my amethyst bracelet today, which is about intuition and healing and wisdom, so I could bring through the right uh, words today for the interview. Or if you go, you're going to some heavy place, you might wear the protection bracelet for onyx. You know, it's about feeling it out. And that goes with anything, any place you go to. You know, I do a lot of clearings of houses and buildings and office towers and malls and all these things all around the world. And it's about going and feeling it out. What's okay for you? Should I go in here? Should I not go in here? Do I need some protection? Do I need to wait till tomorrow because I don't feel strong enough? And that everyone can do that in any situation they're in about being, about being self-loving first before you can go forward or even love others. It's about really finding that space within yourself that keeps you solid on ground to move forward. That's awesome. So I want to expand on that just a little bit because now right. I'm sure I've got people in other countries that are saying, what, you clear buildings? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure there are people that just went, ah, and they just went on pause. So what does that mean to clear a bill? That's not like you go in and you scream fire and everybody runs out. No, exactly. <laughs> Good <laughs> point. Clear a building. <laughs> well, clearing for me is just what like what mean? we could do for a person or an idea or a business. It's about releasing any blocks in a space. It could be a house. It could be a business. It could be a skyscraper. It could be you know, a cave. It could really be anything. 
over time, a space can hold the negative vibrations and positive vibrations of people who are inhabiting those spaces. So, for instance, if you are trying to sell a house and that house had someone who had cancer and really suffered or maybe a couple that was fighting or maybe a child that died or something in that house where that house is holding a lot of heavy energy, good energy too, but a lot of heavy energy. So the realtor might show the house and it's like, well, this has everything. This is a perfect house. I don't understand why it won't sell. Well, people walk into the house and they just don't feel good or they have a reaction. It's like, this doesn't quite feel right and they don't want to buy the house. Well, because even in our walls or furniture, it can hold those vibrations of those negative experiences and those fights. The energy can actually be stored in the walls or that pain stored in the walls. So what I do is I go in those spaces and I tune in. I release if there's any negative entities or energies or ghosts or, you know, ghosts are just spirits that haven't gone to the light. So I might encourage them to do that. Or it might be the land is not happy with where the house is, so we might want to connect with the land. Or it might be those negative experiences that occur in the house that need to be cleared away. And there's all sorts of great techniques. We can do crystal matrix grids that can adjust the energy. We can burn cedar or sage. We can, and I might push energy with my hands out, like to get out of the house and open the windows. And, you know, you can do that with... Um, you know, malls and, and stores can do the same thing. Why doesn't somebody want to come in a particular store that might be a name brand store, but they'll go in the other one? It's about diagnosing and figuring out what that is and then making remedies and adjustments. Could be um, clearing it out. Could be adding, shifting up the, the floor plan of it or where things are located or adding a plant or having the employees be happier and transforming them. And it's about really transforming the spaces to match the intentions of the people who inhabit them. So it could be the greater goals or um, the, the greater goals of a business or the goals of a family or the goals of a building or a church or an office building, whatever it might be, so that the energy matches the intentions of the inhabitants. Because I've lived in houses before in the past like, wow, I'm just not moving forward like I want to in this house. What's wrong? And I'll end up finding some old thing from some experience in that house that I need to clear out that will spring up. And we, when we clear that out, things can start to flow. Because negativity, and we'll just call it negativity, can stop your positive flow. And so whether it's negativity within yourself, your belief structures, um, you know, just bad attitudes, things that need to shift and adjust, it's just the same as a space. And sometimes we can get a double whammy, like maybe like with Jane, where maybe her space has some negative energy as well as some beliefs she might have that's not helping her go forward. You know, sometimes people say, well, when I go to work, I feel great, but when I go home, I start feeling bad. It's like, hmm, there's something that needs to be cleared. Or the reverse. A lot of people have issues and sensitivities with electromagnetic energy, like in an office building or fluorescent lighting. Or if it's sometimes I go to an office and it might have maybe a dozen offices and one person's not doing well, and I'll go into that office like, well, this fluorescent lighting, you're more sensitive to this. And maybe if you get some table lamps, that'll feel better, and it usually does the job and then maybe it's an overall thing that everybody in the office needs a shift of something to happen because of the belief of maybe the boss and it's about going and finding those solutions letting everybody know the truth so it can be cleared let go of and then move to the intention what we want versus focusing on just the negative experiences wow what a great explanation Oh, thank I you. absolutely love that, and I love that it can be cleared. And when you talk about ghosts 
that hang out in the house or spirits. I mean, you're able to communicate with spirit guides and angels and people that have passed on. And I even remember reading that, you know, film legends and screen legends like Gene Kelly or right. the Princess Grace of Monaco or Brandon Tartikoff or Pat, Paul yeah. Williams. And, and so what's that like for you? And when you're communicating pe- with people that are on the other side, are they who they were here or the voices? Well, in theory, yes. I think they're their full soul self and they've let go of any negative personality traits that they were experiencing here. So they took all the wisdom they gained and all the the understanding about where they loved well and where they maybe missed the boat a little bit. And on the other side, they just kind of log that in as part of that experience. So when you go to the other side after you pass, you remember everything about the universe again and then look back like, hmm, what did I learn about that life? There's no judgment, just what did you learn? What did you learn about love and where could you have maybe done better? And so on the other side, they're always so willing to help. For me, I don't necessarily tune into an exact spirit or a passed on loved one that someone requests. It's like if they show up for me, I can communicate with them. So it's not something I can call for. It's just who shows up. And I have really good specific boundaries, only beings of the highest light and love, only beings that are bringing peace and positivity to my clients and my own life as well. And so I have many different spirits, shall we say, who've shown up to help assist me. And the ones I like to work with the most are the ones that I tune into and I bring in all the time, especially like um, Gene Kelly and Princess Grace of Monaco. You know, Princess Grace of Monaco is a wonderful story. My mom and I, my dad had just passed and we wanted to get out of town and, and have a different experience. So we decided to go to England and France. And we ended up in the south of France and in Nice. And we stayed in a hotel just outside in a little town called Villafranche. And one day we thought, well, let's excursion out. And so we got on the train in Nice, and we're like, well, where do we go? So we went to Monaco, and we had a most lovely day, and it was just a really nice thing. It had a very James Bond vibe, and there was like an edge to it. So it was a fascinating experience being there. And then so we left. Then another day we said, oh, let's go into Cannes. You know, I have all these Hollywood clients. I've not been to Cannes. It will help me give a perspective of Cannes for my clients. And we got to the train station, and we both stopped. And, you know, my mom's an intuitive as well. And we said, we're not supposed to go to Cannes. And I looked at her and she looked at me and said, we're supposed to go back to Monaco, to Monte Carlo. So we got on the train, 15-minute ride. We get there. We get off the train and we're like, why are we here? We had no idea. And it was really quiet. It was a Sunday. and It was like nothing going on. And so we just started walking. And so we walked up the little hill where the Prince's Palace is up on the top. And we're just wandering around. We had a little lunch. And we're like, okay, why are we here? We look over to the palace and we see there's all these like um, rope lines, you know, for tourists to wait in line, like long, long, like like 100 people could wait in that line. And there's no one in the line. And we thought, wow, maybe we should go to that. There's no line. So we go up to the ticket booth and we say, is it open? They said, yes, you're the only ones here. I'm like, wow, how cool is that? So we get our little audio tour. We put it in our ear and we start heading through the palace. So we get through several rooms, and we ended up on the Duke of York room, which was a beautiful, very opulent, almost English-style room. It was very dark blue. And what it turned out later, we found out, was the room where Princess Grace enjoyed writing her letters the most. And there's a whole story about the Duke of um, the Duke of York coming and staying with them, so there's a big energy about that. So there's a lot to take in, a lot of energy to experience and a lot to feel. 
So we were listening to our audio tour, and I was looking at one of the paintings, and my mom was on the other side of the Duke of York room looking at something else. And I get this message in my head. This is an audio message, a clear audience message, and it was, welcome from my home. I'm like, what? And so she said it again, welcome from my home. And then she says, hello, Hollywood. And as you mentioned in the opening, I've been named by People Magazine as Hollywood's healer because my work with Hollywood helped transforming Hollywood to be more enlightened, right, and helping people. And so I got, hello, Hollywood, hello, Hollywood. My mom turned around. She goes, did you hear that? Hello, Hollywood. And I said, yes, I heard that. So there was a little bench on the side, and we decided to sit on the bench, and we started getting more messages. It was like, hello, Hollywood. And then she goes, welcome again from my old home to my new home. And we got this overwhelming feeling over our bodies, like tingles. And the only way I can describe it was this overwhelming feeling of beauty and grace. And that was her way to give me the feeling, clairsentient feeling of grace to give me her name. Now, logically, we could say, of course, it could be Princess Grace, but it could have been a princess from 100 years ago as well. So she gave me that indicator. And then she began to speak about her son and can I help her son? And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here in the palace with my audio tour. And so I said to her, I'm not going to go to the tourist booth and say, hi, I'm Aiden. I'm from Hollywood. I'm a psychic. I just spoke with Princess Grace. I need to help Prince Albert. <laughs> so I said, if you'd like to set something up, I'd be happy to help help him in some way. And so we had this wonderful, amazing rest of time. Again, we're the only people in the palace on the tour. There wasn't even a security guard, which kind of blew my mind. So we just kind of marinated on it, felt it, just kind of basked in the whole most amazing experience I've ever had with a spirit from the other side. It was so beautiful. It was just truly spectacular. You know, they say about actors, there's an it quality. There's a magic quality of what makes them able to be superstars. And she really had that, and she shared that with me. And it was so beautiful. You know, it takes a big energy to be a movie star or Academy Award winner or a princess, whether you're born into it or not. And it takes a big vibration and a lot of support vibration energy to be that. And even if they're good or not so good, it takes a huge energy. And she showed that to me, and it was so powerful. So we passed in that moment. We left the palace, and we went out. There was the um, Oceanographic Institute, the um, Jacques Cousteau Institute on the end of it. And we just kind of looked at this beautiful architecture. And all of a sudden, this little, like almost kid's trolley shows up. And, we, and it said, the trolley takes you down to in front of the casino. And we're like, in the opera house. So we said, oh, okay, let's get on this. We just felt compelled. And we take this little, like, woo-woo, choo-choo train down the hill down in front of the casino. As we pull up in front of the casino, right in front of us, outside the trolley, pulls a silver Rolls Royce. And bodyguards get out, and there's Prince Albert. And I laughed really, really hard, and I said, okay, you got me close, Princess Grace, but you're going to have to do more than that. I'm not going to go up to him and be you know, assaulted by bodyguards or say, you know, your dead mother and spirit came to me in your house and telling me I need to help you. But so I laughed so hard and said, you're getting closer. And since then, over the last year or so, I'm getting new experiences, new connectors. And when it's right, if it needs to happen, it will happen. But from that standpoint, she said, well, I am here. When I got home, by the way, she came to me on one of my first meditations when I was starting to back to work again. And she goes, I'm here for you. I'm able to assist you in anything you like. Call on me whenever. It would be my honor and my joy to provide energy and information for you. And so I thanked her and I said, Join the party. I'd love to have you. Mm. And ever since, she's been 
given really wonderful information for all, not just actors or Hollywood people, for everybody, and bringing through that wise perspective uh, from the other side with such a beautiful graciousness and a charm and that, that it quality, and it feels spectacular. And when people sense her presence, they really feel how spectacular that feels. Just amazing. What a beautiful, breathtaking, scintillating story that <laughs> elevates consciousness. And, and super I, fun. I like to keep my work fun and joyful, and so I really relish in all the joy. You know, I always say joy is where all the good stuff happens. And you know, On a scale of 1 to 10, if 5 is love, I believe 6 is joy, the next step up, and that's where all the good stuff happens. And you know, doubt and fear and depression is you know, a step under 5. And it's about getting us up to that joy place. And that's how Princess Grace can come through and when it's at that joy level. And that's when the more joy I have, the more access I have to the information to bring through to people. So I put that for people as well. Where Whatever you're fearing or down about something, it blocks the ability for you to receive the information you need to move forward. So anything you can do that brings joy, even if it's watching a happy movie or watching something comedic or not listening to the news and going on a fast of negativity, whatever it might be in your life, and finding that joy, even if you're faking it till you're making it and finding that joy, it really guides us and opens the doors to you know being that expression of our wishes and dreams. I love that. It's interesting because last Sunday I had the opportunity to go to Agape and to hear uh-huh. Michael Beckwith speak. And I had some friends that happened to be in Los Angeles, and we all went as a group. And Michael was speaking about interrupting patterns and addictions. Mm. And he was saying some people are addicted to self-help books, and what are you addicted to? And, you know, looking at right. where it is that your energy goes. And one of my friends leaned over to me and said, Nicole, what are you addicted to? And without even having to breathe for a second, automatically I said, I'm addicted to joy and adventure. Sure. That's my addiction is joy because it's something I seek always. Every moment, every second of every day, I go towards joy. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you can see how it works and it feels really good while you're doing it. (laughs) Absolutely. So I love it. And I have a question for you. So you were talking about that you communicate with spirit guides and angels and spirits that passed on. What's the difference between a spirit guide and an angel? Oh, wonderful question. Well, again, on the other side, there's different dimensions, different layers. You know, some people say that the 10th dimension is where the master geneticists and energy lie that created our genes. Some people think that, you know, the 7th dimension is where we're like Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, where Jesus lies or Buddha lies. And there's different layers and different dimensions where we came from and where we might go back to or go to another version of it. So for me... You know, starting with the ghost. The ghost to me is a human who decided to not go to the light to the other side. Maybe they had an issue. Maybe they were afraid to go. Maybe their religious programming said, if you go, you'll go to hell, or you were bad, and so you're going to be punished in some ways. So that's what a ghost is. That's an earthbound human spirit that decided it has not chosen to go to the light. A spirit to me is an energy field or a being without a body and a higher dimension, a different dimension of us. And they are usually bodiless and inhabit some sort of a wisdom, the part, whatever their work is on the other side or whatever they maintain in energy on their dimension. 
An angel is another being from another dimension that has never incarnated. Never usually have been, I've never met an angel that has incarnated. So they can sometimes get confused with our human experience because they've not been in density. They've not experienced time. So I would say when we talk to angels, it's important, and spirits as well, to give really specific requests with times and dates and locations because they might not fully understand that. And so they can do more good for us the more specific we are. So angels come from a higher dimensional structure. And, you know, different cultures around the world have given them wings or called them aliens or all sorts of different things. And they show themselves in all sorts of ways. You could call fairies or gremlins or, you know, all sorts of earth spirits. All sorts of different things are ways to categorize them or log them. So for me, there's two versions. There are spirits who are upper dimensional beings that have not incarnated as a human who wish to bring through information or observe us. And angels are a different dimensional version that have been expressed in cultures on the planet as you know, winged creatures or angels or beings of human form that can um, make transformations or bring guidance or healing in some ways. And we've given them as humans, think of thousands of years ago, human form because we didn't quite understand energy. Or maybe they did, not sure. But how do we express it to others who might not understand? We give them physical form. But they're really just energy, moving energy, swirling colors of light is what I like to call it. And they can express themselves with personality, more masculine, more feminine, more gracious, like Princess Grace, more firm, like Gene Kelly, whatever it might be. Or humor. You know, I had Michael Jackson come through, and after the end of the session, he said, make that change. After it's one of the songs, it was the funniest thing ever, and it was so funny, and you really felt his personality. Now, that is a human who is able to cross time and space and communicate with us in spirit form onto this plane of the earth. So does that make sense? I think that's kind of the overview of it. Absolutely. That was perfect. Thank you. A great. great distinction. That was wonderful. And Aiden, how does somebody work with you? Do you do workshops? Do they call you? Do you work on Skype? Because we have people listening to the show from around the world, and I'm sure that right. people are so eager now to reach out and be able to find their own, to it, own intuition and light and right. be able to take these next big steps. Well, the wonderful thing, as I said earlier, quantum physics is the energy we're really experiencing right now on our planet. And it basically says where intention goes, energy flows. So if you're sitting, I'm right by Beverly Hills in the West L.A. area, and whether you're sitting right next to me in my healing space, or you're all the way across the world in Japan or in England or in the middle of the savannah of Africa, it's all the same. The information for me is the same because there's no space and time on the other side. There's no distance. In quantum physics, it shows that there's no distance in between energy. It's instantaneous. So everyone's welcome to come see me in person or they can tune in. Uh, we can tune in via telephone or Skype or um, in workshops as well. I do a little bit of everything. Sometimes I do retreats. Sometimes I do workshops on different um, subject matters. And, and sometimes I travel to different parts of the world. So I always let people know where I'm going to be. So if we want to meet in person, I have a, a free monthly newsletter. If anybody would like to sign up for that, you can go to my website, AidenChase.com. And there's a tab on the left that says free newsletter. And every month I bring my own intuitive messages I pick up for everybody, everyone on the planet. And you know, new wisdoms I might have picked up 
up that I share with everybody and also tell about, you know, where I'm going to be or what radio show I'm on or, you know, what workshop or retreat I might be doing. So if you'd like to get that, you're welcome. It's free and it's super fun to do and I love giving information. I love getting the response back of people. My last one, uh, which I will be sending again a second time in a week, is all about numbers and the ability to use numbers to change your life or use them as a heads-up tool. You know, like angels, for instance, we were talking about, they'll find ways to communicate with us. And sometimes we'll get time codes where you just feel compelled to look at your iPhone clock or at the stove or in the car. And you turn your head and you might see a time code, a sequence of numbers, like a 444 or 1111 or whatever it might be. 444 is always angels indicating that they're present with you and that angels are with you. And so there's all these great ways to get information. So I'd love to share all those tools so people can do it themselves. Because I don't believe in gurus. I don't believe in following somebody. I believe in giving people the tools so they can do it themselves. And um, that's what I love to give in my newsletters. And so with my sessions... I have a little short sessions that I can do for people for quick questions. Sometimes people, especially my executives, like, hmm, should we go left or right? Is it blue or green? Is it this number or that number? So those are usually like a quick question. And then I have a full healing appointment that has an intuitive psychic reading in it. And how that works is the first half of it, I'll tune in for the intuitive psychic reading. We'll bring through information, guidance, answer any questions you might have. And then at the second half, we'll do healing. We'll do hands-on healing or energy work or angels and guides will come through to bring through energy uh, to boost up those intentions we made or clear what needs to be cleared, as we said, negative energy, negative belief structures, old programming, all that kind of stuff. Or then I just have an intuitive psychic reading that's a full uh, hour appointment. You know, my psychic or my my healings are a little longer because there's a little more to do, but my intuitive readings, we can do anywhere on the planet anytime, and I love to tune in for those um, appointments wherever anybody is. I have from Lebanon to Japan to South Africa to the middle of the savannah in Africa to Iceland to Canada, South America, Australia, all over the world. I tune in for people, and I also give the perspective that I pick up from all those people of the world. You know, I'll pick up a vibration or a sense of what's going on in the world that I can share with everybody. Or someone has a problem in, it, in um, Africa that might resonate and be the same as the person in Australia, I can share some of that information. It's like, you're not alone. So other people are experiencing this. And so I love the global part. It's so fun. But I also love the local part, kind of the quiet, intimate thing of sharing a space together and doing it that way is super fun as well. I know it's wonderful that you open your doors and your heart and your wisdom and your knowledge to people around the world. And oh, it's my pleasure. It's super fun. It boosts me up. I always find it super fun and exciting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't deal company? with negativity or whining kind of stuff. It just doesn't come up. I kind of made a boundary about seven years ago. Like, not that it's bad, but I'm like, I'm kind of done with people whining about certain things. I want to really help people lead in their lives. And that's really what's been showing up. And it's been so fun. <laughs> I understand that because I made a pact with the universe too that I would never bang uh-huh. on my elbow or stub my so toe you or wouldn't <laughs> hurt my feelings the rest of my life while pops roses parades forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm exactly on the same path that you are. And we only have right. a couple minutes left, but I wanted to touch base on a TV pilot that you're doing called right. Ancient Tomorrow about the powerful techniques and the power of our future. So I would love you to just share a smidgen on that and sort of – I I think that's such an exciting prospect for our future. Yeah, well, I have a lot of TV show offers 
frequently, and usually it's about a ghost show where they want to scare people in a ghost show, and I turn those down because <laughs> I want to help the spirit. I want to help it to cross over. I want to, people to understand that it's not bad in some way, that it's actually a beautiful thing, and but I don't want scary music on top of it, right? And so Ancient Tomorrow came along a few years ago, and it's a wonderful project. I don't know what's going to happen with it. We'll let, leave that up to the universe, but it's a wonderful – I would put – I was – the psychic uh, guide on the show, helping a team of investigators go across the world on a TV show series, finding ancient power technologies, green, healthy power technologies to help power our future. And so if we were going to a cave looking for something, I would use my guidance, my intuition, say, oh, let's go in that or let's not go there. Or as I say, I point my nose to find my way somewhere and just feel out where to go and use my guidance, intuition, and all the team, what I call my energy team on the other side, to help us go through. So the first episode was Peru, and it's about finding this ancient solar disk. And so we'll see where it goes. You never know. Um, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it was super fun and really exciting and great to use my gifts um, in a very mainstream way with a bunch of scientists. And it was really cool and had complete acceptance, and we had great flow with it. It was super fun. I love that people are finding you and your work now. And I mean, you've been featured in People Magazine and Access Hollywood, and yeah. it's such an extraordinary gift. And I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Nicole. And thank you for your good energy and spreading it out <laughs> to the world. That's important to acknowledge, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's such a joy. And when I created Unlimited Life and the intentionality, you know, always as we talk about how energy flows, to bring people the very best tools and keys and secrets exactly. to unfold the life that they know is possible for themselves and is there. And so having you come on today and share with people all the infinite possibilities and all that's inside. All that and life's about love. Them. We just got to yeah. get to that love and move it forward, you know? Yes. And I adore that you chose the parents that you chose. Me and too. <laughs> that you chose. And what a fabulous time for you to be here on this planet doing this work. And as we're stepping into, as you talk about that integration and that partnership between energy and light and ourselves and the world, it's just absolutely perfect. So it has been an honor and a privilege and a pleasure. And I so look forward to having you back. And we definitely Wonderful. want to check in with Jane and see how everything you know, is going in her life and I know it's very exciting for her because we look at the holidays as such a special time and what a perfect time for her life to unfold and to launch into these beautiful new magical gifts and for anybody that's listening to the show that's been writing feverishly trying to take notes on everything that Aiden has shared with us today you can also just pick up your phone and send a text message to 55678 you're just sending a text and the number is 55678 that you're sending a text to, and the message is simply Nicole, and you can get a free download of today's show or any of the archive shows. You can just download it into any mobile device, into your computer, into your iPad, and so it's something you can listen to over and over again and hold this energy. And you can also go to Aiden's website, which is Aiden, A-I-D-E-N, for those of you that were questioning that, A-I-D-E-N, Chase, chase.com and all of these wonderful instruments and tools that he was talking about the bracelets or the myths or these incredible baths on ways to be able to maintain 
the energy, open that energy, stay in that intuition and the knowingness and the knowledge. And so all of this is available to you. And so, Aiden, thank you for your... Thank you. This is great, Nicole. And intuition, and we so look forward to having you on again. So much love and light and joy and gratitude always. Thank you. What a remarkable show. What a beautiful guest. What an incredible talent and intuitive healer guide, psychic, and channel for, as Aiden said, love. Because it all begins with love. And so this is Nicole Brandon and Aiden Chase wishing you all that happily ever after and that unlimited life that is yours, the one you dreamt of, wished for, wanted for, and desired, is right there inside of you just waiting to be launched, ready to open. The gift is there for you today. So wishing you an unlimited life, and we look forward to seeing you next week.